Welcome to This Week in Astrology. This is episode number 323 for the week of August 5th, 2013. This Week in Astrology is the free podcast that deepens your astrological wisdom. We always start with the coming week's astrological forecast and regularly feature listener emails, recorded listener consultations, and interviews with other astrologers. Make This Week in Astrology a regular part of your astrological education. Thanks so much for listening. I'm your host, Benjamin Bernstein, broadcasting from the virtual location of thisweekinastrology.com and the physical location of Asheville, North Carolina. We have a short show for you this week. We alternate short and long ones. And this week, we're going to start, as always, with the forecast for the next seven days, followed by a preview of the following week's major transits. And then we're going to have, after some very quick announcements, a part one listener chart featuring Annie. And she has this week's Jupiter-Pluto opposition lining up on her north and south nodes and on her natal Mercury, which is her midheaven ruler. So we're going to have some interesting tips for her on how to work with this and hopefully some astrological insights for you, dear listener, to learn about as we go through that. So let's dive in and get into the forecast. As always, let's start with what's old. We have a waning moon. We have five aspect patterns currently in play. We have a couple of grand trines with first is the big one, Jupiter, Saturn, Neptune that I've been talking about in regards to law of attraction. We also have a Pallas, Athena, Neptune, Saturn, grand trine. Um, the Jupiter, Saturn, Neptune is through August 16th and the Pallas, Athena, Neptune, Saturn is through August 12th. We also have three T-squares going on, Mars, Uranus, Pluto is through August 7th. So just a couple of more days on that. Uh, there's a Jupiter-Uranus-Pluto T-square, another major event that's all the way through September 12th. And we have another T-square with Pallas Athena, Uranus, and Pluto lasting through August 18th. So a lot of aspect patterns in the sky. That means whether or not a particular day has a specific event, we have a lot of residual energy playing. We also have five retrograde planets, um, including Pluto, Juno, Neptune, Chiron, and Uranus. So enough backstory. Let's jump into what is new this week. We have a Leo new moon that asks you to start strutting your stuff, especially for a higher cause. A Jupiter-Pluto opposition portends enhanced wealth, be it money in the bank or enriched family connections. And a Jupiter-Saturn-Chiron grand trine opens up, harmoniously facilitating healing and mentoring. So those are our headlines. There are many other aspects as well that we're going to get into as we get into our day-by-day -day breakdown, which begins now with Monday. We open Monday, August 5th with a Moon-Mercury conjunction. This is happening in the wee hours, about 2.45 a.m. roughly, U.S. Eastern Time. So a good time to think and learn and share information, if anyone's up. <laughs> Uh, we also have a void of course moon that is triggered by this event. So the void of course kicks off right around 2.48 a.m. And that void of course lasts a few hours and it's done by 12.58 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time as the moon enters Leo. Good time for strutting your stuff, as I mentioned earlier. Also good for risk-taking, children, your inner child uh, being the performer in the spotlight and just chillaxing too. 
We have our first major event of the day as Jupiter conjuncts Pallas Athena, both planets, at 9 degrees Cancer. Uh, the attributes of Pallas Athena are amplified by Jupiter. Develop your feminine warrior spirit, strategic cunning, and practical creativity. Be alert for these opportunities within your family, since this conjunction does occur in Cancer. On Tuesday, August 6th, we open with a conjunction of the Sun and Vesta. And I'm going to wait until I get to the new moon to describe that, because it's a key feature of the new moon interpretation. We also have Pluto opposing Pallas Athena. Pallas Athena conjuncted Jupiter yesterday, now opposing Pluto. Uh, the planets here, Pluto is around 9.5 Capricorn, Pallas Athena around 9.5 Cancer. The feminine warrior spirit, strategic cunning, and practical creativity of Pallas Athena, already juiced up by yesterday's Ju Jupiter conjunction, receive another mega boost as she opposes Pluto. So more fuel on that Pallas Athena fire. We also have a couple of lunar events today. The first is Moon conjunct Vesta, and this is happening around 5 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time. So the energy of Vesta, what am I devoted to? What's my higher calling? Vesta also rules sacred sexuality and Tantra. You can take that flavor of it if you like. And with it being in Leo, things might get a little dramatic even. So those are some flavors of Vesta that will be temporarily enhanced a few hours either side of the moon conjunction. And the other moon event I was referring to is actually the new moon, uh, which is occurring at 5.51 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time, and that's in Leo at 14 degrees 34 minutes, which means for the Sabian symbol we'll be rounding up to 15 degrees to find that. New beginnings in leadership, strutting your stuff, creativity, children, your inner child, risk-taking, and chillaxing are supported. Same Leo keywords I used a moment ago. The meaning of this new moon is colored by numerous aspects. Vesta is tightly conjunct the sun and moon. This supports focusing on some greater cause beyond your own selfish interests. This new moon also squares the lunar nodes. Are the new beginnings you're planning in alignment with your higher purpose? Strive to make them so even if you have to turn a corner en route. Turn a corner is one way to interpret a square of that 90 degree angle. This lunation also aspects to slower planets. A strong trine to Uranus shows that you can flow easily into new configurations and be guided by intuitive flashes as you do so. A strong quincunx from Chiron asks you to stay open to adjustments that support your healing. The Sabian symbol for this new moon is a street pageant moving along a street packed with people. Can you see yourself proudly strutting your stuff to the masses, entertaining and inspiring them with your creative approach to manifesting your life purpose? And I spoke of two lunar events today. There is a third. The Void of Course Moon next happens at 5.51 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time, and it goes overnight. So we'll learn about its resolution as we move on to... Wednesday, August 7th, we open with a moon series conjunction. This is taking place around 5.15 in the morning, U.S. Eastern Time. Series represents the grain goddess, so what do you value? How do you view yourself worth? And series also deals with the theme of loss and return. So sometimes that gets stimulated when series gets a hit like this. Next up, a major event, Jupiter opposing Pluto. This is Jupiter at 9.5 Cancer and Pluto at 9.5 Capricorn. This Jupiter-Pluto opposition can be a potent wealth enhancer. 
Some very wealthy people have Jupiter-Pluto signatures, I believe, in the charts of both Bill Gates and Warren Buffett. Jupiter and Pluto are conjunct, for example. Pluto is associated with great riches, and Jupiter can radiate good fortune and expansion. Focusing on increased financial abundance for the next two weeks could prove fruitful. While Pluto's placement in Capricorn is suggestive of monetary wealth, Jupiter's placement in Cancer can support the emotional wealth of stronger family connection. Unprocessed emotions reside in the Plutonian underworld, so this deeper connection may require psychological healing all around. Jupiter and Pluto also form a T-square with Uranus. This potent and challenging aspect pattern started on July 20th, peaks on August 14th, and wraps up on September 12th. During this time, Jupiter tremendously amplifies the revolutionary transformation being catalyzed by the multi-year Uranus-Pluto square. And our final event here on Wednesday is the resolution of that void moon as the moon enters Virgo. And boy, it barely makes it under the deadline. Just to remind you, the void moon started on Tuesday, and that was at 5.51 p.m., and it ran... Uh, almost the entire day Wednesday, the next moon sign actually hits at 11.57 p.m. here on Wednesday. So that's the moon coming into Virgo. And Virgo is saying, wow, what a good time to be focused on health and how you can serve and taking care of the detailed stuff. And even routine things like filing or, you know, just little uh, things that have to be done but aren't particularly exciting sometimes. So, that's Wednesday. On Thursday, Mercury enters Leo. Uh, And Mercury is going to zip through Leo. It's traveling pretty fast right now, so it's going to only be there through August 23rd, which is only about two weeks, a little quicker than Mercury usually runs through a sign. And while it's here, it will support, among other things, creative writing and dramatic communication. Also, here today, on Thursday, August 8th, we have the beginning of a grand trine. This one involves Jupiter, Saturn, and Chiron. Chiron's gifts of healing and mentoring are harmoniously empowered through September 2nd, and they're going to peak on August 21st. With all three planets and water signs, this is a great opportunity to fully experience your emotions without resistance. This can allow previously repressed feelings to be cleared. You may find my healing invocation helpful as you do this work. If you want to get to it on my site, just go to astroshaman.com. Go to the footer. Look for the word invocations in the middle column of the footer. That'll take you to a page with all my invocation articles. And the sixth one down, I believe, has a photo of a guy screaming with his fist clenched and his eyes scrunched shut. And it says, your negative reactions, golden opportunities for clearing and awakening. And that article will tell you how you can simply call for healing of whatever comes up when you get thrown off track. On Friday, August 9th, we open with Venus quintile Jupiter, Venus at 22 Virgo, Jupiter at 10 Cancer. Put the finishing touches on your creative masterpiece as Virgo and Venus quintiles Jupiter. Refinements in your relationships and finances are also supported. Also today here on Friday, we have a conjunction of the Moon and Venus. And this is happening right around 6 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time. So for several hours, either side of that, uh, relating and harmony and creative expression are supported. We also have a void of course Moon, which is triggered by that Moon-Venus conjunction. That's its last Ptolemaic aspect in that sign. 
So starting at 6.04 p.m., uh, try not to start any major new projects while the moon is in that void space. We'll be right back with the weekend forecast and more. You can hear my weekly forecast every week on This Week in Astrology, but would you also like to get a free, concise version in writing? How about having it conveniently pop into your inbox every week? And while we're at it, how about occasional bonus articles on astrology, along with simple, powerful healing and awakening techniques? That's what you get with AstroShaman's free weekly email newsletter. To subscribe, go to astroshaman.com. You'll see the newsletter sign-up form at the top of the sidebar. And if you like calculating your own astrology charts, why not use the world's leading Windows astrology software and get it for the lowest price available? It's All Good Astrology is an authorized dealer for Solar Fire Gold. It'll even run on your Mac under Windows emulation software. To learn more or place your order, visit astroshaman.com. From there, click on Products in the menu bar and choose Solar Fire Software from the drop-down menu. A free weekly forecast and the best available price on Solar Fire Gold. Two great reasons to visit astroshaman.com right now. Moving into the weekend, on Saturday, August 10th, we have the moon entering Libra, resolving that void. That's at 9.08 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time. Moon in Libra is a good time for relating and creativity and balance and harmony. We also, on Saturday, have Mercury Quincunx Neptune. This is Mercury at 4.5 Leo and Neptune at 4.5 Pisces. Confused communication can occur under this aspect, especially if you let your ego run away with you, which can happen in Leo sometimes. Use this aspect more positively by consciously surrendering yourself to be the mouthpiece for your intuitive wisdom. On Sunday, August 11th, we open with Uranus square Pallas Athena. That's Uranus at 12 Aries, Pallas Athena at 12 Cancer. What paradigm shifts are you being intuitively prompted to make in your assertiveness, strategic planning, and practical creativity? Also today, Mercury squares Saturn. That's Mercury at 6 Leo, Saturn at 6 Scorpio. Is some external authority trying to control what you can think or say? With Leonine Mercury square Saturn, it could be time to proudly proclaim your truth. Our final event here on Sunday, August 11th, is a void moon kicking in at 9.29 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time. It resolves on Monday, August 12th at 4.18 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time as the moon enters Scorpio. And that wraps up our seven days forecast. Looking ahead to the week of August 12th, it is as mercurial a week as I have ever seen. We have five Mercury events, including opposition to Juno, quincunx Pluto, trine Uranus, quincunx Chiron, and conjunction to Vesta. And for variety, we have Venus entering Libra and the Sun conjunct Ceres. So not a lot of major events like we had this week, but plenty to work on and plenty to be aware of. And of course, I will be here to guide you in the best use of these aspects. Please be sure to tune in to next week's show. I have a few quick announcements this week. Uh, information on everything I'm about to describe is available on the homepage of astroshaman.com. Just look in the What's New section. My Shamanic Invocation Heal and Awaken meetup will meet again this Tuesday, August 6th. 
uh, 7.30 to 9 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time. You can either come in person in Asheville or you can call in by phone. Either way, you may have a powerful healing and awakening experience. I'm going to use invocations to help people call in their own healing and awakening, and I'll use shamanic tools and techniques to empower the experience, all by love offering. I've got some other appearances outside my own home. I'm going to be on the web radio show Esoterically Speaking with Shelley Enteen this Wednesday, August 7th. Uh, Shelley and I will discuss how to do charts for newborns, and we're going to analyze the chart of the new royal baby, Prince George. The show will air from 11.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time. To learn how you can listen online or on the phone, be sure to check that out on my home page. And finally, I will be doing another of my Heal and Awaken Invocations public presentations at the Namaste Center in Hendersonville, North Carolina, also on Wednesday, August 7th at 7 p.m. That'll be about a two-hour process. That's also my love offering. I did it there just a few weeks ago, and people were so positive about it, they asked me right back. So if you're in the uh, Hendersonville area or the Asheville area, you're welcome to come down and join us. Again, information on all of these events is at astroshaman.com on the homepage. Just scroll down slightly to see the What's New section. And that's all of our announcements. Our Part 1 listener chart features Annie. Annie, thank you for sending in your chart data. This is the Annie born January 24th, 1964, 2.56 a.m. in Copenhagen, Denmark. And the reason I picked Annie's chart was because I wanted someone with some juicy things lined up with the Jupiter-Pluto opposition this week, which is happening right around nine and a half Cancer Capricorn axis. And Annie has her north node at 10 degrees Cancer, which obviously means that her south node is at 10 degrees Capricorn. And just for good measure, she's got Mercury at eight and a half Capricorn too. So all those planets are getting strongly stimulated by this lineup, but especially the nodes. So let's start by looking at her natal nodes and making sense of them, and then we'll see how they're being affected by Jupiter-Pluto. Annie's south node, again, is at 10 degrees Capricorn, 10 degrees 8 minutes to be exact. Her north node, therefore, is 10 degrees 8 minutes Cancer. The south node indicates things you've brought in from before, whether that's genetics or DNA or past lives or whatever you want to think of. So Annie's south node in Capricorn means she might have a predisposition toward being productive and working hard and really applying herself. The Capricornian qualities, discipline, maturity, responsibility might all come very easily to her. Um, the north node in Cancer is her discomfort zone, which says... You know, the things she came here to develop, or at least one of the things, is to develop her maternal side, to be enjoying the domestic things, nurturing, healing, all the Cancerian qualities. So the North Node is not something that automatically comes naturally. So that's something that Annie is being asked to develop in this lifetime. Now, she may have been around long enough. She's nearly 50 years old that maybe she's got these things down by now in the Cancer realm. But it is indicating that, you know, these are things that she came to develop in her lifetime. Let's also look at the houses we're looking at. I do use the Porphyry house system. And in my house system, I have the south node in the second and the north node in the eighth. This is the monetary axis. Second house is my stuff and the eighth house is the stuff I share with other people. So with Capricorn in the second, this is saying it may be natural for her to have a certain selfishness. Uh, very natural for her to, you know, do business and, you know, acquire things for herself. 
Um, however, the eighth house cancer north node is saying she needs to develop into nurturing and healing and giving to others. So it's more of a sharing resources with others vibe than just take it all for yourself. Uh, there's also another sense of second house to eighth house. Second house is the Tarian flavored house naturally for everybody. The eighth house is the Scorpio flavored house for everybody. Uh, this is the movement from security to transformation. So a second house south node says a part of her is going to be craving security and the sure thing and wanting to stay in her comfort zone. The north node in the eighth is saying she's being asked to embrace transformation and change and to venture where she has not gone before. So those are other meanings of what's going on here. So let's start with just that much and the Jupiter-Pluto lineup. So here's Pluto um, close to conjuncting the south node and Jupiter close to conjuncting the north node and will very soon. So what the core and the simplest way of interpreting this, it means, Annie, that you're now being asked to look very powerfully at your life purpose. Jupiter and Pluto are both empowerment and expanding energies. So when you have them both line up on such a sensitive axis, it's saying if you are not already very much, very fully on track with your life purpose, it's time to get there. Um, and you will be thinking very much, I think, about this right now, and, and you're being asked to make adjustments so that you get more on track with doing what you came here to do along the lines of the north node, south node uh, meaning that I've been describing. Let's get a little bit more specific about the actual transit conjunctions. Pluto is on the south node here energetically. The south node also represents the old karmic stuff you brought in, your old wounds, the old stuff that needs to be cleared. Pluto is the psychologist, and Pluto is the one who keeps all this stuff buried until it's time to come up. So when Pluto and the south node get together, there can be a very powerful period of the purging up of all the old repressed stuff that you've kept hidden till now. So, Annie, one thing I would advise you is um, have a good technique, whether it's my healing invocation or whatever works for you, to deal with the huge amount of material that's coming up for processing old repressed emotions and psychological stuff that is now going to be coming up to be cleared over the next couple of years as Pluto continues its energetic conjunction to the south node. With Jupiter conjunct the north node, Jupiter is about expansion and new beginnings. Therefore, you've got a big expansion boost to whatever you are here to do. So Jupiter on the North Node is a wonderful time to really get in gear and come more into alignment with that North Node, which I've already spoken of more in general. We have another planet involved, too. I mentioned that Annie has Mercury at about 8.5 Capricorn, which means both planets have now slightly passed the conjunction or opposition to Mercury. Pluto's conjunct Mercury and Jupiter is opposed. In the most simple way of interpreting this, Mercury is just information and communication. So there could be a tremendous empowerment of learning and sharing information. Mercury in Capricorn tends to be very practical and plain spoken and likes to get it out concisely and in more of a Cliff's Notes format than a Dostoevsky novel. So, Andy, you may find that your learning and communication are tremendously empowered uh, lately and will be for the next year or two as well. We also have Mercury in rulership of the 10th house. Anna, your, your midheaven is Virgo, which means Mercury rules it. So therefore, there could be a tremendous wealth potential. I mentioned this in my forecast, that Jupiter and Pluto together can make money. And here they are in your monetary axis, the 2nd and 8th house, and lining up on your midheaven ruler. So whatever you're doing for a living, 
or whatever you're doing out there in the world uh, to make yourself known. There could be huge empowerment of all of that under this aspect. The final piece I want to bring in is uh, I like to look at the ruler of the North Node. And since your North Node is Cancer, Annie, then we want to go check out your moon to see how else this might be affected. Now, the moon itself is 27 and a half Taurus. There are no major aspects to the moon right now. But since it's the, um, the North Node ruler, we want to give it a little more consideration. Therefore, as the North Node receives the strong stimulus, Jupiter conjunct, Pluto opposed, we now are seeing that relationships could be strongly affected because the placement of the moon is early in the seventh house. It's about eight and a half degrees into the house, and it is the only planet in the seventh house. So that's pretty strong information. So watch for making sure that the relationships in which you're engaging, Annie, are also serving your highest good under this energy. And that's probably enough said about uh, Annie's chart in relation to Jupiter and Pluto in transiting opposition, lining up on her natal north and south node and her Mercury. Thanks so much, Annie, for sending your chart in. You remain eligible for winning a free consultation every time the seasons change. And, uh, Annie, I'd love your feedback if you have anything to say about what I've said. Thanks so much. At AstroShaman, I offer a unique mix of services, astrology, guided invocations, shamanic astrology, and shamanic healing. All services are as effective via phone or Skype as they are in person. Choose one or mix and match in the same session. Western astrology offers insights into soul purpose, career, relationships, spirituality, timing, relocation, and more. With guided invocations, you can learn how to call on your own divine essence for healing, awakening, or flowing divine energy to others. Shamanic astrology lets you communicate directly with your planet's living intelligence so that they express more harmoniously in your life. And with shamanic healing, you can experience full-spectrum healing and expanded spiritual consciousness customized for your highest good. I also offer electional astrology to help you pick the perfect date and time for any important event. My services are offered on a sliding scale. You can get a 20% discount during your birthday month, and gift certificates are always available. I work with clients all around the world via phone and Skype. You get a free digital recording of your session, and I accept PayPal and all major credit cards. Finally, my guarantee makes it risk-free. If you don't feel that your experience was helpful, it's free. For more information or to set an appointment, visit astroshaman.com, email info at astroshaman.com, or call 828-338-9852. I love my work, and I look forward to being of service to you. We're wrapping up this short show. Please tune in again next week for a long, fully featured show with a lot more length and a lot more content. If you enjoy This Week in Astrology, please tell a friend, post or tweet about us, or donate to support us at thisweekinastrology.com. You can link to our Facebook page and Twitter feed, where I post daily forecasts when there's something of interest, from either thisweekinastrology.com or astroshaman.com. You can listen to This Week in Astrology on your smartphone or tablet at stitcher.com. And if you're an iTunes listener, please do subscribe through iTunes and help us maintain our status as the number one astrology podcast on iTunes. Thanks so much for listening. And until next week, may the stars light your way.
This Week in Astrology is copyright 2013 by Astro Shaman. All rights reserved, although rampant sharing of this podcast is encouraged. You can access my free comprehensive audio archive from thisweekinastrology.com. If you'd like me to illustrate the weekly forecast with your chart, please send me your date, time, and city of birth. Sending in your chart data also gives you a chance to win a free session with me every time the seasons change. I welcome your general astrology questions and comments about the show and your specific personal questions. Just send an email to info at astroshaman.com. I look forward to making you a part of This Week in Astrology. Here's this week's index. The overview begins at 1 minute 32 seconds. Monday, 308. Tuesday, 419. Wednesday, 716. Thursday, 942. Friday, 1106. Saturday, 12. Sunday, 1243. Next week, 1340. Announcements, 1416. And our part one listener chart, 1712. Thank you so much for listening to This Week in Astrology.